welcome to the Interim Whisperer Live. We're going to say live, even though we're recorded. The show all about the future of work and what we can expect five years from now. So today's guest is Stephanie Lorette. Tell me, did I say your last name correctly? Yes. Thank you. Um, we want to welcome her to the show. She's part of Avalon Park Group and so much more. So Stephanie, welcome to our show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I am super excited about this. So I'm going to let Robin go ahead and kick us off. Sure. So our show is all about education, innovation in business, and the future of industries and jobs. So Stephanie, first tell us about your educational background and previous professional experience, internships, or jobs that led up to getting your role with Avalon Park Group. Tell us your story. You've got a lot that I, you have to compress in there, right? Yes, a lot. So yeah. cut me off if I'm talking too much. Um, so I grew up in Kansas, a small little farm town. And I uh, went to the University of Kansas, so I'm a Jayhawk, Rock Chalk. And I actually went to school to be an anthropologist. I wanted to go do Indiana Jones things and um, dig up bones and all that kind of cool stuff. And things didn't work out for me to, to do that. So once I graduated, I kind of tried to find my place uh, where I wanted to be. I moved to New Mexico. And then I ended up in Florida. And just by happen chance, um, I went to a local temp agency to just kind of find out what was available in the area. And um, immediately I knew when I saw that there was a, a position at Avalon Park Group. When I first came to Orlando, that was back in 2003. Mm -hmm. I um, had driven into Avalon Park and saw what reminded me a lot of the small town that I grew up in in Kansas. I'm like, oh, I want to be a part of that. So I jumped on the opportunity. The position was actually receptionist. So I started as a receptionist at Avalon Park Group in 2003, in August of 2003. And within my role here, I'm now in my 18th year. And I've held many different roles. And I would say the education um, by uh, Formal education was not where I got to do marketing to my to my position right now, but a lot of boots on the ground and learning and you know kind of rolling your sleeves up and, and learning different things. And so I got the opportunity to actually name the streets in Avalon Park. Holy one cow. of my first positions here. Fun. Yeah, so that was fun. Um, and and in all of my roles here, I've been very active in communicating and being in touch with the residents of the communities that we build. So that's been my passion. That's what I think continues to drive me forward in doing different things within the company. And so my title now is Senior Vice President of uh, Marketing and Community Relations. So I think, and they will tell you sometimes too, it's like, it, you know, it's a neat story that I started as a receptionist and now I've had the opportunity to grow into a Senior Vice President. And that's just a testament to what an awesome company and CEO that we work for to be able to have those different opportunities all within kind of one position. I feel like I've had, you know, multiple different jobs um, within the same company. Mm -hmm. That's what you get for working for an entrepreneur, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're trying many hats for sure. So you said a couple of things. I want to uh, make sure that I'm clear that I understand and maybe our listeners. Um, originally, anthropology. And political science. I do. And is that what your degree is in? Yes. So that's so interesting. I think the thing that um, is a good crossover there is that when you're in those liberal studies and anthropology is about the study of people and culture, so you're in the perfect place. That really does lend itself to marketing very, very well. And then self-taught by marketing, you know, there's so much um, bandwidth, I think, that you can have. You really are in charge of like events because I know that I was just here 
weekend ago, I think it was, Robin and I were both here yeah. at the uh, Winterfest. And, you know, so you're hosting events and then you're also doing your newsletter and then you've got social content and you've got sales and you've got everything that honestly encompasses marketing. And to be able to have that opportunity sounds amazing. It really is. 18 years too. That is just like almost unheard of. People don't stay that long. So mm -hmm. that I think speaks highly of the culture and also your leadership. I could not agree with you more. Yeah, an opportunity. So, um, and just so Robin knows, we're both from Kansas. Yeah. And that was something that she had originally had told me, but I forgot the city. Tell me again. Anthony, Kansas. Yeah, I didn't even know that one. Yeah. So, but you said you yeah. had heard of my city. It's Medicine Lodge. Yes. Yeah. It's 45 minutes from Anthony. Kansas. Yeah, it's been a long time. I was there as a baby, so it's been years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't been there in a while. But Kansas, yes, I love Kansas. Actually, Medicine Lodge had um, a parade, just like the one we did yeah. a couple weekends ago, that my, I was in the band when uh -huh. I was in high school, that we went to Medicine Lodge to play in the, the holiday parade. So oh, that I is know, so cool. I know Medicine Lodge very well. Yeah, it had a thousand people, I was told when I was born, it still has a thousand people. It's the one street light, that's it in the whole city. But I loved, I really was very nostalgic about, you just mentioned the uh, festival a couple weeks ago. I have that same nostalgic spirit about that too, um, having grown in a lot of small cities. But Apopka does this uh, with the same thing that you guys did, and I went, I really like this. I like the feeling that you can walk anywhere here, that there was this parade that you had going on in the city, the whole little Avalon experience. It does feel small, but yet it's a real, you know, it's a vibrant city. So that really ties into what we do as a company. So we're real estate developers by trade, I guess. You'll see that on our website when you go there among some other things, but we really build towns. And part of building a town isn't just building a building, but it's really building that culture and building those yeah. relationships. And that's what sets us apart from other kind of commercial and real uh, residential developers is that we really entrench ourselves in the community and really want to build community. So, you know, when I told you when I saw Avalon Park for the first time, it was amazing to me. I felt at home, like I felt like I belonged, and that's really our ultimate goal. Our company's mission statement is to change the way that people live, learn, work, and play. And there's so many different things that go into that. So you'll see from the different companies that is under the Avalon Park Group umbrella, like uh, geographical information systems. We have an assisted living community. We have apartments. We have um, shops and restaurants, all within our umbrella. So. Understanding what it takes to build a town means that there's so many different components that come alongside of that. So that's where that all these different jobs and all this history that I've had within one position, I've got to do marketing for apartment complexes. I've got to do marketing for assisted living. I've got to do marketing for commercial or mm -hmm. industrial. So, you know, it really, you know, that entrepreneur spirit um, mm -hmm. is really alive and well in this commercial development. In this so how old is Avalon? Because you said 18 years and I'm going to, well, it doesn't look that old here. Yeah, so Avalon Park Orlando is our flagship community. Um, in East Orlando here, and it broke ground in 1998, and we sold our first home in 1999. So when I came on board in 2003, the, um, the initial commercial buildings were already under construction, and the residential was in full swing. Wow, I would not have known that. I know that Robin and I, we've walked around some, so is Ashley, another intern with me, and they just like the community very much. So yeah. you know, it's appealing to uh, college-age people, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So, um, so you covered a lot there. Um, what I would like to know is, you know, how big is the Empire of Babylon? I know that you've also said that there's an assisted living, but you guys have you know, your fingers in a lot of little pies. It's not just here in Orlando. It's not just in Florida. How big is the whole Avalon? And what is it called in that global side? Yeah, so there are many different kind of brands that come together to make our Avalon Park Group family of companies. But from the United States side, so we are a global company. Our CEO is from Switzerland. So um, our, our projects are really divided kind of between Florida and Switzerland, but with other locations kind of sporadically. Um, throughout um, different areas like Singapore, like Sydney, like Texas. Um, we've had other uh, projects in different locations too, but that international component is Cytex and our CEO, Bayat Kali, who is also CEO of Avalon Park Group, oversees that and um, has the same mission, vision, is to change the, the way people live, learn, work, and play. And um, so, the way development works is a little bit different in Europe, especially in Switzerland, because there's not as much land and it's a much older country and there's a lot of different um, hurdles and things that you have. I to have been with. there. It's I have been there. Right? It is beautiful. Oh my gosh. And I was so impressed. I was there actually in the wintertime. We went snow skiing and did some sightseeing. It was kind of hard at that time too, uh, just because it was a holiday time frame. But uh, I was really impressed by the fact that they speak five languages. Um, secondly, I was told, and I believe it is still true to this day, there's very little crime in the city because people can even leave their houses unlocked and it's wow. just, you know, super safe. People feel safe. Yeah. Uh, the third thing that they told me is that everybody has a job. So I, I'm not sure what type of government model that is, but I was impressed with that because he, you know, staying at home with your kids was considered a job and you get paid for that. You know, the person, the homeless rate was just practically negligible because everybody has a job, so they have some income. And I thought that was just really, I, I think, very visionary and a really good way to run a country mm -hmm. so that you diminish the amount of homelessness and the need for social assistance. Absolutely. And so Bayat's vision comes a lot from that background of growing up in Switzerland. He's the son of a baker and he grew up and um, became a an investment banker um, and came to the United States and really wanted to recreate what he saw in Switzerland in those small towns. So, you know, you have the big cities like Zurich and Zurich has the small villages and that's what he really wants to create where everybody can live, learn, work and play all within a small, uh, not necessarily small, but within one area. It right feels like a community and people, one of the things I've come to uh, for the meetings here, and I guess we should make sure that we explain like how I got into be a part of Avalon is but um, here you have community events where you bring all of the business people together that want to be a part of this how you guys can support each other in your community um, i was really impressed by that too because they seem to know each other very well they are very supportive of each other's businesses and i'm pretty sure that was the culture that he brought in and you're like helping to reinforce and establish and make it stronger Absolutely. So he definitely instills that if, if one person is successful, we all can be success, successful. So how can we work together to, 
to work together for the betterment of the entire community. So yes, we're very blessed with amazing commercial tenants and business owners here that like to work together and see synergies and are really forward thinking and, and thinking outside of the box on how you have to do business, especially in the times right now. Um, so kind of going back to how we got to know each yes. other, I mean, I think that's a really good point. At the beginning of this year, uh, in 2020, we were all hit with something that we were not expecting, mm -hmm. and personally and in the business community. So um, I am very um, happy to say that our CEO, we never closed our doors, nobody lost their job. He, he made it a point to make sure that that wasn't something that would affect his company. So he worked very hard, thought outside of the box, diversified portfolios to, to make sure that that didn't happen. And he said, how can we help those in our community as well? So we started uh, this entrepreneur fund. So kind of piggybacking on what's happening with the fifth floor, the, the international co-working space that's flagship in Switzerland, and now it's coming to Orlando. We thought, how can we tie that into business owners and take into consideration what's happening in today's economy and business world and, and what people are going through with their jobs. Many people have lost their jobs. So um, they had said, let's create an entrepreneur fund. Let's do a pitch competition to find out if somebody is, you know, maybe they've lost their job and they're seeing this as the perfect opportunity for them to launch a new career, start their passion. Maybe they've been thinking about this for a long time. Maybe it's a brand new idea, or maybe they've just been stagnant and they want some help and they need that extra little push. So we, we went through the process um, it, for about six months of interviewing and presenting from what started as over 150 presenters. Wow. Um, from all over the state of Florida. There were even some from out of state that wow. submitted their applications. And we had an international jury that reviewed those applications and narrowed them down to what is now um, 28, we call them winners, because yeah. they, they do. And, and I'm very happy to say that Interim Pursuit was one of those winners. And I think that's good. I am really thrilled to be it, because that was part of my vision, is to be part of something that was global. So I was really happy about that. Um, and I'm not going to lie for our listeners. This was a very uh, arduous process. We had to submit business plans, and then our financials, our projections, and there was a list of things that we had to complete. So it, I think that doing that due diligence really you know, helped everybody to better understand what that business model is about. Um, it's supportive of the people that are in the community. And I remember one of the questions I was asked in my interview also is like, well, they want people to be a part of Avalon. You know, is that really where you see? And I was going, well, I see myself in Central Florida. You know, I'm not sure where I will end up, but I really like it here very much. And a lot of that is due to, just so you know, your influence and how you've been able to make us all feel super welcome and a part of this community. So very generous of that to, to provide so many marketing resources also. Um, really, it's been a great experience. And we did take a little peek at the fifth floor. This looks just totally different from some other co-working spaces I've been in. So why don't you tell us more about the fifth floor and what is coming? So much what we do with our communities that we build our Avalon parks, we want to replicate that sense of belonging, that feeling like you belong to something yeah. in our individual company. So the fifth floor, while it's a global brand and it's a global company, we want to make you feel like you belong. So that makes me feel good that you say that, that you yeah. feel like you belong because that's that's one of our number one goals. So, yeah. so um, 
we have Spur of the Fifth Floor flagship is in um, in Switzerland in Mons in the Basel area, and that space actually the entire floor, which is the fifth floor, is bigger than the entire innovation center here. Oh wow! Yeah, so that's it's good. yeah, so it's over fifty thousand square feet, but um, that's a flagship. It has a biotech um, and biosciences focus. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to take what we were doing over there and replicate it, not only in Avalon Park, Orlando, but also the other communities we built. So eventually there'll be one in our Wesley Chapel community, eventually in our Daytona Beach project to various. And then understanding that we may not be able to, to build in every city in the United States, working out um, different relationships with other co-working spaces and affiliation agreements so that there's resources globally for, for businesses who are looking to expand that way. And not just space, but those relationships. So we are, we have a great relationship in Switzerland. We have a great understanding of the business community there. So if somebody is looking from Orlando to expand into Switzerland, we can connect you with local legal assistance, local marketing assistance, things that are different than what they are in Orlando mm -hmm. and, and help you provide you with those resources that help you grow without going into it kind of line. So that's the idea. You kind of get you get the whole package. You're part of the community when you go into it. Yeah, and the network, the ability to, and when I say network, I don't mean just connect with people, but to be able to go to other places that, so for example, if I wanted to go and work in Switzerland, I could go there for a couple of weeks, a, week, a month, who knows, whatever, and have a place that you know, I'm already familiar with because I'm part of the fifth floor also. And then if I wanted to go to, I know there's location in Sydney, right? In Singapore and San Juan. So all of these places allows me to work remotely in COVID world now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think even with that component now talking about COVID, I think there's been a lot of transition to people working from home. And while working from home may be nice, um, we're all doing Zoom, but there's a time that you may need to meet in person. So you may need a conference room, but maybe your company's taken the opportunity to now just do exclusive work from home. So this co-working space that's now in this suburban area allows people who are, are residents who are working from home to be able to have access to business resources. So mm -hmm. they they don't have to drive to downtown Orlando. They don't have to drive to the airport and get on a plane to go somewhere. They can just walk literally a mile from their house and come and have a, you know, have a conference room that they can use. They can have an audio visual room that they use. They can meet people and resources like Intern Pursuit to, to help them further their business. Oh, well, thank you. I'm very excited. And like I said, one of the, the biggest advantages that I, I didn't fully recognize it at the time when we all were the winners is that came with the ability to truly um, help cross promote and help us grow within the community, but even within the cohort. I guess I'll call them a cohort. That's what we are, all 28 of us. So it's a big, big size cohort. I'm gonna sure, I'm gonna guess that you have to have some pretty good project management skills to keep all of this, this community going, and then you know whatever is going on internationally. You must be like extraordinary. Well, I thank you for that, but I think it <laughs> comes with just being flexible and working with people. It's yeah. all about relationships talking about anything and everything that we do from Avalon Park to the fifth floor to the assisted living, it's establishing relationships yeah. and knowing that we're all in this together. So working together is produces the best outcomes. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have a school here also? Because I kind of see it as a place where you're born here and it might be, you know, where you're in your last years of your um, 
of your life, and I don't even know if there's a cemetery, but like, and that may be kind of, to me, to some people, it may seem a little dark, but for some people, it's like, no, this is where I grew up, this is where I want to be. Yeah, that's, that's exactly the concept is that you could be born here and you cradle to grave, so to speak. Cradle to grave, for yeah. sure. So we do, we have over 10,000 student stations here at Avalon Park. So from um, the pre-K to um, elementary to middle school to high school, and even right side of the community is, is a tech center that mm -hmm. um, we built in collaboration with Orange County Public Schools. So, Which one is that? Um, Orange Technical College. Okay. Yeah. It's right across from Timber Creek High School, right up the road. And then, of course, uh, great community partners like Valencia and UCF, who are just down the street, mm -hmm. uh, literally uh, 10 minutes down yeah, the street. Yeah, just really close, super close. Yeah, and funny that you should bring up the cemetery because while uh, while we do not have a cemetery, it keeps popping up into the <laughs> into the, the conversation. conversation right? Because yeah. it's a part of the life yeah. uh, life cycle and of families, and people want to know. I know that my grandparents are are. Uh, buried in Winter Park, so is my mother. And for me, it's very comforting. I know I can go to one place and be able to, you know, be with the memory of them. Yeah. Yeah. So we're a new town and some of those um, those traditional things are not yet established, but, but I hope that they are. Mm -hmm. um, Bea will tell the story that, we, you know, when he's in the local juice bar, he'll he'll get um, conversations from people who said, oh, I went to school here, now I'm married, I moved away, I came back, and now I'm raising my family here. So that's truly what we want to establish. Mm -hmm. We want to, to be that place where you can belong and you can always come back to to home. Mm -hmm. But something else I remember you saying when I, I remember first meeting you too is that, um, well, after, after you know, the winter and all of that thing, being part of the winning uh, 28, is you had said, well, Bea had said, okay, you know, I want to be able to create this, you know, innovation center, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you guys are going, okay, we're going to make that happen. And that's truly an entrepreneurial spirit there because this is hard work. You know, and I know what you guys are doing to grow this. It's it had to start from a dream, but look at it, it's gigantic. And how many acres is all of this? So Avalon Park Orlando is just over eighteen hundred and sixty acres. Wow, that's big. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really big. Is there room for does it continue to expand? It's no. So Avalon Park Orlando is bordered by the Housecott Preserve. Actually, the Housecott Preserve was part of the original purchase of Avalon Park, but um, in consideration of being good stewards of is the that a protected land, it is. Okay. Yeah. And it's right next door. It's about 8,000 acres. So uh, residents can cross walk across the bridge and go and take some nice, nice nature walks and see some wildlife. But um, so we won't expand on that side. There's really, there's no, there, there's not. It's not really set up for that. It's probably wetlands and marshing and stuff like that. It's just like, it's yeah. good for nature, not for habitats like what we're used to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. So, um, but you also mentioned the other locations. I want to make sure that I'm not getting too far um, behind or ahead of myself. Um, but he has multiple businesses here in uh, Bayat, has multiple businesses here. You mentioned the assisted living, and then you also mentioned some other locations, Wesley Chapel. Um, so the Avalon, yeah, Tavares and Daytona Beach. So the Avalon Park community um, is being built in four locations right now. Daytona Beach, Tavares, Wesley Chapel, and Avalon Park Orlando. Orlando is our flagship, and it's most further along in its development. It has about 1% left to, to develop and to build and that will 
that last 1% will kick off next year with some really cool projects, a boutique hotel, an Olympic oh, yeah. pool, uh, some, some additional senior housing that we feel will meet that additional need for that growth. Yeah. Yeah. Where is Wesley Chapel? So Wesley Chapel is North Tampa, north of Tampa. Oh, okay. okay, so you're really uh, end to end, the whole I-4 corridor. Yes. Wow. Okay, so I've been dominating the conversation. Is there something that you want to squeeze in here also? Um, other than what we talked about with the other businesses mm -hmm. here. Yeah, we already spoke You were on that tour that we took of the fifth floor. Do you have any thoughts? I think it's going to be great when it's finished. It looks really nice already. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're seeing it with the eyes of it's already completed. Yeah, that's how yeah, I think. That's how we're seeing it. So it does, like, I like how there was the description of a uh, wellness room, mm -hmm. right? And then also, I think you guys call them um, eggs. Yeah, the yeah. pods. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, pods. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's where two people could go in and be able to sit. Yeah, they remind me of the. Um, like a booth at a restaurant but yeah. it's more private it's a little more enclosed but you can sit there and have a private conversation or if you want to work you want to have a little secluded place but still kind of be out in the open and see mm -hmm. what's happening i i love that i uh, i'm excited so our, our offices um at Wellmark group's offices are actually moving over to the innovation center as well oh are you going to be on that same floor we're going to be on the fourth floor you're going to be above okay yes. got it so yeah. i i've mentioned like oh i might i might come down and work in the in the pods they're really cool they're yeah. really neat it, is I already can see it. I know that um, we can't share the concept sketches yet, but when it gets closer to that time and our show is going to be airing right in January, I hope that we have some you know good sketches that we can or pictures. Some pictures. Yeah, yeah. So we'll be able to promote it in our social feed. That would be really, really awesome. Um, you since you have such a varied background here with uh, the fifth floor. What do you think the future of the commercial real estate development industry will be like, you know, five years from now? And I used to say 10, but people are finding that really hard to actually see that. Um, but and I think it's changing so fast yeah. that we, we, even if we said we would have no idea. Mm -hmm. I think with the, you know, building towns, there's all these components just and especially this year, we're realizing some of this, right? Um, people are shopping from home even more now than they were. That transition started before COVID hit, but um, but now we're seeing it even more. Grocery, you're ordering your groceries online, you're shopping online. Yeah, yeah. Um, even rideshare is is big. So talking about how we build towns, that's going to look differently because of how parking and how infrastructure, how roads are built. I think all of those things will be changing, and I don't know that anybody has all the answers right now, but I think we have to keep all of those new innovations kind of on the forefront of our mind as we're developing and, and building these things. So how the workforce looks, how we develop commercially, I think I think is rapidly transitioning. I saw when I was coming in here in the parking lot, um, uh, an electric meter so that for cars, they could be plugged into the electric electricity. Um, do you anticipate having more of that type of technology available so that people can either have that plugged into their homes or in some type of charging stations in the apartment communities? Is that something that you guys envision? Absolutely. And in fact, one of the other finalists from, um, from the- Oh, good. Office, I was hoping you were going to bring it up. Yes, is EV Transports. And, and that's one of their models. So we're working with them to try to figure out how we can incorporate 
what he's doing in his business model to the communities that we build. And even going back even further to the lady we heard from today, Emily Sustainability, yes. to, to wrap that in. Because I think while we're changing how we do business and how we build, there's there's all these other topics that keep coming up that we have to address. Sustainability, being good st stewards of our environment and how we build and how we're kind of thinking back to how things have happened in the past and how we need to retro and adapt, um, and adapt exactly and i and even um so those collaborations again become very important mm -hmm. and i like the fact that we're collaborating within the group itself um i find that very helpful because some of the other companies and every two weeks we come in and we get to hear about three more companies that are a part of it um i really go well i just want to go and see the whole list of all of us to be able to better understand who all of these companies are and i know there is a list out there but the um, thing is that a lot of these companies have been built around a relationship and establishing relationship and really helping to reinforce that online so it feels like more of a community like what this is here absolutely and i think people are craving that even Very more this year we're now you know many people have been um, required to work from home and we're not able to go out in public as much and not attending events and not networking so i think especially we're craving those relationships and craving that interaction. Yeah. So I think we have to get creative as, as a development company, but also on how I think as just as a community and as a whole, how we interact together. And so humans, I think, need that. Oh, I agree with you. I, we're built for relationship. That's how, you know, I believe as you know, a creator it has made us so that we connect with one another. You know, it's through obviously sight and being able to speak with each other, but even touch. It's so vital because that's we're humans and we we absolutely need that for feeling mentally and emotionally, and I think even somewhat spiritually you know, grounded. Yeah, absolutely. So as we think about what's happening, what will happen in the next five years, I think everything will be rapidly changing. But I think we still just from everything we've seen this year, as quickly as everything changes. I think we'll come back to some of those fundamentals like that, those personal relationships, like that collaboration. I, I think that will still remain at, at the core of how we'll be successful. I also yeah. like how you created these networking events for us. Um, I'm looking forward to the ability to see more of them. And today there was more companies uh, represented than we have had traditionally in the past. So that was really nice. Um, I'm very excited about being able to work with her name is Jacqueline, right? Mm -hmm. Or I don't—I didn't know if she goes by Jackie or Jacqueline, but she's going to be the caretaker of the fifth floor over there. Yes, Jacqueline Seaton um, is new to the Avalon Park group of families and is kind of board to manage the um, the fifth floor, and she'll be the community manager. Yeah, she seems really, really uh, very interesting, and um, she's excited about it too. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to take a small break. The Intern Whisperer is brought to you by Cat5 Studios, who help you create games and videos for your training and marketing needs that are out of this world. Visit Cat5 Studios for more information to learn how Cat5 Studios can help your business. Thank you, Cat5 Studios. Back to our show. Our show is about internships and remembering someone that gave us a chance. Mm. 
So uh, who gave you your chance, honestly, Stephanie? Because you know you went from little tiny town, and you went to you said New Mexico, and then you came over here to uh, Florida. Um, who was the person that gave you a chance? Our CEO, Bea Kelly. I am very. Um, he loved your energy. I'm gonna yes. Guess. So <laughs> there, there's quite a few funny stories. I mean, that will that I can tell you about working for Bea, but. The first I taught, I told you I started. I can tell that you're very touched by this, also. Yes, I, I'm very oh. emotional because I, I feel very grateful yeah. to have opportunity yeah. that I've been given. So as I started as a receptionist, I remember my first interaction with him was he was actually traveling to Switzerland, and, he, and I was like, "What is it? I want Mark." And he's like, "Hi, I'm your boss." <laughs> so that was my first interaction, and just from that point, from him welcoming me on the phone and growing from that whole um, that that from this entire 17 years that he'll tell me he's like Stephanie I remember that time we were in a staff meeting and you got so upset because you wanted more to do so we gave you more to do so I think yeah and in talking about like opportunity and who gives you that start like Bayer really believes in his team he gives you the room to make mistakes he gives you the room to grow and he gives you opportunities to find your passion and yes. find your drive and I'm very grateful for that oh my gosh yeah that is the sign of a really good leader when they actually, uh, I think that you said something that was key there is to make your mistakes. And I, I say that to the people that work with me, I go, you're gonna mess up. And I'm gonna guarantee you will because I mess up. And you know, we're human and it's just really important to remember um, grace is a wonderful gift to receive. Um, it's not necessarily about mercy or, or you know forgiveness. It's really about just grace because and I know you didn't mean to, so let's just move on. And that's how we learn, right? Yeah. That's how we learn. And if we don't go through that experience, then that the learning curve is a little bit different. Yeah, it's a little bit different, that's for sure. And I don't know, um, but for me, my learning curve has been one where it's like, sometimes I feel like I'm slow to learn <laughs> because I'm a very strong person. And I'll say, no, this is the way. I really think this is the way, but I've learned to um, lighten it up and go, okay, well, what do you think? And what do you think? And what do you think? And just go, hmm, okay, there's definitely more. And so that's the gift that I've had. Um, with somebody else that was an intern uh, with me this term, um, she is not American first. She uh, speaks another language and she's an international student. And it was a little bit hard to understand her. I told her, I was usually meeting with her late in the evening, like it was like eight, nine o'clock in the evening by then i'm not as um probably as perky as i could be i'll say and there were a lot of challenges for us to work together because she had connectivity issues she had wi-fi issues she had little brothers and sisters that kept coming in the room she had you know a thousand things god bless her she worked two jobs and sometimes i felt like i was really kind of grumpy and I told her, you know, I said, you're right now, you are the leader. You are the one that's demonstrating better leadership skills than myself because I honestly, um, she was so patient. And so I took that as a lesson, you know, from her to me. And, you know, I only can hope I can uh, exhibit that back, but I don't know. Robin, you have a story you want to share? You don't have to, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. No, I think you've been a great mentor so far. I wasn't looking for that. <laughs> yeah, no, you're doing great. Yeah, I know I messed up a few times, but you 
you know, you reassure me that it's fine to make mistakes. And oh, like, you know, ever you. since then, I've like, you know, I've corrected myself and I haven't made it again. I don't, you know, the same no, mistake. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So no, it's fine. That's how we learn. Yeah. And as an intern too, it's, you know. Yeah. Well, one of those things that that I'm now addressing too, and and working, as you know, I've had interns in the yes. past, and um, and it's really as much to help the intern as it is to help the yes. company. So um, what I'm finding is going back to that, having the freedom to make mistakes, yeah. mm -hmm. critical critical thinking, decision making, thinking on the spot. You're going to make some mistakes. Yeah. Sometimes you have to think very quickly, but usually your instinct is right, and maybe some tweaking. But that that's where I try to get to with um, with t talking to my interns or my team on on how to. It's okay to make a mistake. Yeah. But let's learn from it. But yeah. how can you take that that instinct, that gut thing that you know is right? This is what I should do, and and hone that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you guys actually hired somebody that was one of your interns. Yes. So we can give her a little shout out right now. Right? Yes, absolutely. So a little shout out to Kinsey. Yes, Kinsey is awesome. She came to us to do some marketing and some graphics, and she has really evolved into. Um, a bigger role than that, and I would have to attribute her her eagerness and willingness to try anything as as being one of the reasons why we wanted her to come on board full time. She fits in well with the culture here to mm -hmm. to be able to take that passion and and, and run with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's very very quiet. She has more of an introverted personality. Um, pretty high on the uh, the creativity side, I'm going to imagine. And I remember you saying that she was very organized. And you really appreciated that. I do, because I'm all over the place. Well, that's because you have so much going on. You're like Wonder Woman, 1984. You're like, yeah. whoo, a force to be uh, reckoned with <laughs> in a good way. Well, you know, one, one thing that maybe I could just even ask your opinion on that, too, is I've started to hire team members. And as we've, as we've grown from a company and me doing everything and looking for people to help me, I used to start looking for people who are like me. No, oh, I don't. need somebody to do my, to, you know, who's like me, who yeah. do things the same way. But what I've learned is that yes, is that I need somebody who can help complement and fill those gaps. And yes, and I am so going back to Kinsey. I'm very grateful for her because she does fill those gaps and mm -hmm. she kind of understands my crazy and works well with my crazy. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm very grateful for that. And that's something that I learned through this entire yeah. process. Yeah, so that's that really where what Intern Pursuit is there to do is to help um, identify what your personality type so you can you know, close those communication gaps and understand how to work better with each other. We have learning modules for that. But it's also understanding not just personality type, but just working styles. And personality, we'll go back to that one. An extroverted person doesn't necessarily only mean outgoing. It's how they process and it's like we're kind of chatty and it's like three times around the block but we get there and that's <laughs> how we process for an introverted processor they process it in their head and they're like listening at least this is my my experience they're like listening going are you going to get there or when are you going to stop talking because that's part of um, just understanding each other and how we can communicate more effectively so um, very good that you've observed all of these things and you understand the value of how to create a cross-functional and a dynamic team. Yeah, they definitely fill in the gaps. Okay, Robin, what's our next one? 
Um, what would you say a typical um, day would look like for an intern that works with you at your business? So kind of going back to our company culture and giving that freedom to make mistakes, we yeah. want you to be able to learn and to, to garner wisdom from the people in this company who have who have learned um, mm -hmm. through so, but we also want you to have the opportunity and freedom to kind of find your way and find your passion. So yeah. I would say that there's, you know, kind of some, there's some, there's some structure, there's some, Hey, we need to get this accomplished, but then that A through Z, how you get there is really up to you as an intern. Mm -hmm. I can tell you what worked for me and talking about events. Um, I started doing these events 17 years ago and I have a process that works for me and that goes with my personality, that goes with the way I work, right. but the way I do things may not be um, how you do things and we have the exactly. same goals. So the, the ultimate goal is outlined and then we try to work together to find out a way to accomplish that goal um, together with support, mm -hmm. um, but on your, on your terms. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Um, so, the best mentoring advice, I think you kind of covered that one, and Bayat was your uh, mentor and your teacher and all of those, but, you know, maybe there's been more than, you know, it's okay to make mistakes, it's okay to fail. Yes, absolutely, and I think that one thing that I've heard him say time and time again in, in speeches is, you can't teach passion. So if you find somebody and if you're passionate about something, and that's, and even if you're in a place where you don't want to be, find your passion and then go with it because that's where you're going to be the most successful. If it means something to you, that's where you're going to spend your time. That's where you're going to spend your energy. And that's where you're going to want to spend your talents mm -hmm. and grow your talents. So I would say really uh, from a mentorship standpoint, find what you want to do. And that goes with this company too. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of the jobs and the tasks that I have at Avalon Park Group, they didn't say, Hey, Stephanie, I need you to start a newspaper or Hey, Stephanie, I need you to do this. It was kind of things that came out of, how can I be successful in my in my position at this company? And and a lot of the times my husband will tell me, he's like, why are you working every night? That's because I'm like, oh, because he's like, why are you doing that? I'm like, because it's building what I think is part of this bigger place yeah. of belonging in this place. So I think that that passion, finding your passion and continuing to hone on that mm -hmm. is, is one of the biggest things that I've learned here as well. Yeah. And your what, you know, I think your work ethic is and what you're um, observant about is what I always look for is what can somebody take off my shoulders to make my life easier? And those are the people that I really look to work with and I want to be able to hire. I think that's based on what you were sharing is um, that's how Bayat sees you is that you're very observant, you're paying attention to oh, this is needed, and you go, okay, well, we'll be able to figure this out and, and make it happen just because you want to help the vision. Yes, absolutely. And while while we're given the freedom to make those mistakes, we know that we're never alone, so we always have backup. So if there's anything that I want to do, um, I just go to Matt and say, Matt, I want to do this, and he'll provide me some tools to be able to do that. And I want to be able to be that resource to intern to my team members, whether they're interns or they're or they're fully on staff, yeah. is to be able to be that resource. Mm -hmm. I think you even extend that to your contractors based on what I've observed too, because you know I'm I don't know if you know this, but I'm watching you. And I, I think other people also watch each other and it's like, you know, everybody's treated uh, with respect and they feel welcome at the table. So just I'm just giving you more praise there just because I think it's always nice to hear those kind words, you know, and receive them. It's always good. Thank you. Yeah. 
Um, so we're at the end here. Yeah. So to wrap up, um, how can our listeners contact you? Um, what is your website or you know social channels you're on or email that you may use? How do you want us to find you? Yeah. So I think we've talked about a lot of different Avalon Park brands, but I think yeah. the best, the umbrella is the best place to find us. AvalonParkGroup.com lists everything from Avalon Park communities to the fifth floor. So you can find links to all of those brands if you want to learn about them. So AvalonParkGroup.com. And then our social media handles are at Avalon Park Group, which you can also. So find. is that like Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, we YouTube? Do. Yes. All of those. All of those. Yeah. All of those. Okay. So I know that if our listening audience goes to the website, they'll be able to get right to those links and find them, but they can even do a little search. And how do they get in touch with you? So my need to contact you on LinkedIn or LinkedIn is great. Um, I'm very active on LinkedIn. Um, email is always the best. I think I told you that's kind of my to-do list. If I if I need to get to something, I, I make sure to check every single day if there's pressing matters. That's Stephanie at IwillandParkGroup.com is the best way to get a hold of me. And I think it's on the website too. It is on the website. Yeah. So if our listeners are not sure how to spell Stephanie or they forget, they can always go to the website and be able to look for you on there. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you so much. This has been delightful. I really have enjoyed it and learned new things about you that I didn't know. Well, thank mm -hmm. you. Thank you for having me and thank you for being a part of this whole process and I am thrilled. Joining our whole Avalon Park family. I am yeah. very, very thrilled. So for right now, we want to say goodbye and thank you. And this is uh, closing in to the end of Robin's week. So I'm just going to give Robin another little shout out here. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs>we turned the tables and got interviewed by Stephanie Larrett of Avalon Park Group. So here's a quick peek at that. Hello, Avalon Park. We are here with Isabella Johnston with Intern Pursuit, Avalon Park's Business of the Week. Hi, Isabella, how are you? Hey, everybody. Nice to see you again, Stephanie. And thank you for letting me be here today. Thank you for being here. So Isabella, tell us a little bit about how you came to be in Avalon Park with Intern Pursuit. Oh, it is an exciting roller coaster story for sure. I could not be more thrilled. I had heard about it on LinkedIn through something that Carol Ann Dykes shared about this opportunity. There was the contest. And I applied, and I think it was like it was due the next day. So I was like hustling like crazy to make sure that I had all of the pieces um, that have to be submitted. And I um, entered, and I am, it's been a really great process. You know, we submitted things. We had multiple rounds of interviews with you guys until we did that final presentation. And I was um, super, super excited to find out that I was one of the 28 um, I went around and I told everybody, I said, oh my gosh, I'm really excited. I get to be in this global, global, which is the key word there too, um, accelerator program. That's uh, something new that Avalon has started. So that's right. Isabella's talking about our fifth floor that's opening up and in the Avalon Innovation Center. Uh, last year, we kicked off our first inaugural um, innovation awards um, for entrepreneurs and Isabella went through that entire process and one was was one of the finalists and we'll be moving into the fifth floor when it opens next month 
And so we are excited to introduce her and her business into the Avalon Park community. And Isabella, I think you offer an awesome opportunity for somebody who's worked with interns and who loves supporting young entrepreneurs. Uh, why don't you tell the community what Intern Pursuit's about and how they might be able to benefit from your business? Thank you so much for, uh, again, for letting me do that. So Intern Pursuit came out of something um, that the community actually observed. They were saying, hey, how do you get so much out of interns? Teach me this. My background is in education. It's also got an HR spin on it, specifically training and learning. And I explained to them, well, you know, I understand what those academic needs are as well as what you need to do on the HR side. So um, I could see it was an opportunity when people were saying, train me to do what you're doing, help me to do this. And then one of my friends also said, can you scale it? And that was the bigger key. Like, could I scale what it is I teach? And I said, yeah, yeah, I can do that. So from there, it's been um, a journey of making a product that would have obviously scalable appeal, good market fit. And it's a, a platform that is end to end. And what that means is it goes from the recruiting process all the way to the completion of an internship, a transition, if you will. So it has an algorithm to make the selection process faster. It reduces employer bias because you don't get to see what the candidate's name is or their gender or their race, ethnicity. Some of those factors that make us think twice maybe and subconsciously really. Um, and to, it gives the employer a short list of candidates and then they can send out an assessment to see if the student, what, how they do in a task that they need to have done in the job. So for example, if it's marketing, then it would be um, to create maybe a, uh, an analysis of what the social content looks like on your social feeds, if there's cohesiveness. That would be a good, a good assessment for one assessment for a marketing student to do. Then you get to interview them. There's onboarding documents. There's a learning academy for the employer. There's learning modules for the students to help them ramp up more quickly. And then there's a development plan so that during the course of that internship, the student is getting actual skills, but you as the employer are also getting upskilled, meaning you're developing leadership skills, mentoring skills, you're learning about the new things that students learn about in school. And at the end of the internship, there is a new resume for the student and you as the employer have a paper trail as to what that person did in the business, regardless if it was a paid or an unpaid internship. And that's a great point. So you're talking about paid and unpaid internships. There's a lot of small businesses, I think, um, especially now, um, we're yes. all looking for valuable resources um, and don't necessarily have a big budget, um, understanding that resources are tight. Talk to us a little bit about um, the unpaid internship program and how people might be able to utilize that. There are seven requirements, criteria, that the Department of Labor requires be kept in mind when working with a student in an unpaid capacity. And they are significant, but it's definitely doable, meaning that you don't promise to pay the student anything. It's not going to be a promise of a job. That's just two of the seven. And we do a free live webinar on LinkedIn for you know, people to be able to learn more about those seven criteria. Now, why that's significant is because just like you mentioned, we're in COVID times and budgets are very lean and people are trying to find innovative ways to, or creative ways, if you will, 
to be able to help the business. What is a huge blessing for, honestly, for employers is that students, many of them are even willing to come in and work for no money, but what they really need is real tangible skills on their resume. So the platform is designed to make that intern management process easy while making sure that training is going on on both sides, the employer as well as the student. So those um, seven criteria that I mentioned earlier, one of them, you know, and another one is it has to be tied to a school semester. It has to be tied to the student's major. And if anybody wants to know more, they can definitely go to our website and see that. But they can also follow us on LinkedIn or on any social channels because we do promotions and you can sign up for free to learn more. That's fantastic. So I think a lot of the um, the challenges with working with an intern is you're not really for sure how to go about finding the right intern how those logistics work with the school, talking about whether I can do paid or unpaid. And I think that's great that you kind of cut out all that legwork for the employer. So what are what is a benefit for an actual intern? Do you work with interns directly or do you work directly with the schools? I work with both actually. So a lot of students find us just by word of mouth through social feeds that are on their school campuses, you know, people that have come through here. We post job descriptions for employers on LinkedIn, on our social feeds, and in the school social feeds, and certainly they're available on our website. But students find us, actually, and we are getting a large number of students signing up, and they're really looking for employers that want to invest their time into mentoring the student to get those skills. Something that employers don't really know is that when a student takes this as a four-credit class, they are paying the school as an elective to take this. So it's really, really important for an employer to take this seriously and realize that they, they need to give that student if they're not paying them you know, any type of an hourly wage or even a stipend, that they really need to make sure that that student is getting real skills. And in addition to what you do with the interns, there's a couple of really cool cutting edge technology things that you do under the Intern Pursuit umbrella. Um, tell us a little bit about your podcast. Oh, thank you so much. So it is the Intern Whisperer and we have employers, our employer customers, they get to come on our show. It airs on 10 podcast channels, the big ones that people have heard of, Amazon, iHeart, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Apple, you know, all of those, plus some others. It airs at Valencia College, so we can reach more students to have them sign up on the platform to reach more employers. And it also airs at a top-tier Ivy League school, Cornell University and WVBR in New York. We're expanding our podcast, so it's on other college campuses. And what's different about this is you as the employer get to come on and talk about your business, uh, talk about what it is that you guys do, how it got started. Um, the future of work, what does that look like for the job and the industry that you're in for, you know, five years from now? And, you know, how is it impacted with COVID? All of these variables, because that certainly does, you know, come into play when one's looking for a job. And then at the, towards the end of it, we talk about great mentoring advice. What would an intern uh, expect to come and work in your business? And then we wrap up with, again, you know, how do people reach you? So it's a really good way for employers to get their brand out there and for it to be heard not only in, you know, student or in colleges with by students, 
but we are actually heard by more employers. So it actually will boost your, your awareness and potentially some business opportunities for you. Great. And you also have a game. We sure do. So our game is Intern Pursuit Game. It is on Steam, which is a marketplace for the game industry. And it is about students. You pick a character and you um, they're in our Intern Pursuit office, which it looks like Avalon now, um, just so you know, but or the fifth floor. And they go through the galaxy and they fight um, aliens, kind of old school sci-fi style. We have little minions in there, fun things. It's a family-friendly game. Um, every planet has a special talent. And so they, the player, it's a third-person tower defense. That's kind of important there. Um, but they are playing to actually earn talent, which is skills. Um, and then they, at the end of the game, they'll be able to win and hopefully defeat the aliens. But it's just there for pure fun and to reach more people in the game industry, honestly, more employers and get them matched to students. Isabella, I am so excited that I got to meet you through this entire uh, process with the Fifth Floor Entrepreneur Awards. I am so excited to welcome you into downtown Avalon Park and our business community. There are so many resources that you offer. How can both interns, potential interns and businesses find more information about your businesses and the services that you offer? So they can really, it's super simple. Go to internpursuit.tech, what's located on the bottom of this uh, screen that we have here. And remember, it's T-E-C-H. On the top right corner, there's an, an apply for employers. Employers apply and students apply. Um, the application process is, it, it's all free for students. Um, but for the employer, you can still apply and we will, you know, take you through this process. We are running a special. So anybody that's seeing this right now, and if you mentioned that you saw it on Avalon Parks um, and Fifth Floor Facebook page, then you get 50% off, but you have to tag me, you have to tag Stephanie and say 50% off and make sure that you give us a way for us to reach you so I can follow up and give you that discount if you want to be a member. Well, again, we are so excited to welcome you to the community. I think this is a fantastic resource for uh, not only Avalon Park, but the entire um, business community in Central Florida and look forward to working with you and growing your business here in the community. We will be seeing you especially on March 18th um, for the fifth floor grand opening. So if you mm -hmm. guys are interested in meeting Isabella in person, please mark your calendars again, March 18th for that grand opening date. We'll be sending out some more information soon, but Isabella, Thank you so much. Appreciate you being here and look forward to working with you some more. Thank you.